What's going on, everybody? I'm Will, Will the Greatest, and uh, I'm your host for this podcast where we talk all things art, culture, and entertainment, but specifically pop culture. And with me today uh, on our little two-man show, I have my buddy Luke, DC Luke. Hey, everybody. I'm back. He returns. Better Better than ever. How are you doing, my man? I'm okay. I've, uh... I'm gearing up for school to start back up um, since I'm teaching. That's fun. And, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, you know, since we're uh, we're still in the middle of a uh, of a pandemic here, so we'll see yeah. how that handles out. Yeah, I'm I'm being cautious because they they've been um my uh, team and my director has been getting in contact. It's like, hey, so when things open back up, how do you feel about going to help kids in their school? I'm like, well, let me think about it, because uh, I, don't, I don't trust kids with being safe and maintaining social distances. I've gotten so sick so many times. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I believe it, man. They're just... It's like, it's not that I don't like kids, but man, just walking Petri dishes of germs. Yeah. It's got to be especially, realistic. Uh, especially potentially dangerous germ. <laughs> yeah, the germs that kill. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what's going on. We're trying to do, I think, a hybrid sort of yeah online and in-class sort of thing. We'll see how that works out. But, um, I mean, yeah, that... it, you... I thought that we would have been fine by this point. Shows what I know about. I mean, look at Florida. Charge. Yeah, yeah. No, let's. I didn't. I didn't know how bad Florida was until I looked it up. <laughs> Apparently, like Florida's like an international threat. It's so bad. It's the, isn't it like the hot spot of the world? Yes. Which I'm like, yeah, because Florida doesn't fucking listen. Because they don't. Because they're fucking partying. <laughs> Let me tell you. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say Louisiana wasn't doing super great in the numbers, but we're not Florida. Right. That's some sort of consolation prize we can have. Right. That's that's always the the like even in a in a state and even a particular city where I am in North Carolina, where uh, cases are apparently still kind of on the rise. At least we're not Florida. Like when it comes to southern states, like we're we're dumb for sure, but we're not Florida dumb. Yeah, no one's Florida dumb. No, no, Florida. Don't ever get Florida dumb. Yeah, <laughs> don't go full Florida, son. Never go full Florida. You'll never. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I like that. It's good. Yeah, but um, okay. So I'm I'm glad things are going okay. Please please stay safe. Uh, I'm trying to do the yeah. same. But with with that said, I mean, how's your how's your week been, man? Just catching up with everything. Uh, I mean, it's good. We've been uh, you know, I've been taking classes here and there. Just been kind of getting ready for work to come back in, ready to mm-hmm. start making money again. Something I wasn't doing for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh. Again, just trying to make the most of <laughs> make the most of the world kind of going under. Right. I mean, what what about you, Will? We're we're sitting here, we're talking about me. How how are you handling <laughs> yourself? I'm I am doing the best I can. It's it's weird to me between um 
this job that, that I'm working, trying to take on my clients and, and manage like my notes and everything for that. Mm-hmm. But the flexibility of my schedule has made me kind of more productive. So like, um, no. like my YouTube channel has had some consistency for it, uh, which people yeah, should. Have. I've been, I've been taking a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, I got my American pie videos lined up for, I want to say, we're recording this uh, Friday going into Saturday, so it should be up. They should be up by Sunday for the first one as mm-hmm. I slowly work my way through that series. I'm officially on the fourth movie. It's <laughs> going through this franchise is like, if you remember anything about early 2000s, like white sex high school humor, it is it is a weird journey because I'm thinking back to this. I'm like, all right, so the the, uh, the fourth one I'm on now, Bandcamp, came out when I was in fifth grade. It was like 2005. I'm like, oh my god, what? It's like the the humor is not even like that offensive. Like it's honestly not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Like the third movie has a lot of uh, there are jokes with gay people, but even the character who's like homophobic is he, like, always gets his comeuppance, which I think is honestly funnier. Yeah. He's like, I, w- I, I want to make these lesbians kiss, and then you find out at the end, they're not really lesbians, and they make him kiss another dude, because it's like an eye for an eye, an ass for an ass. It's it's silly. Yeah, still still some problematic stuff there, but... Oh, for sure, but... I think, <laughs> I like, on a whole, yeah, itself. it's... I think I've only ever seen one American Pie movie, if I'm going to be honest. I, I guess mean, whichever the one is the one where the guy fucking the pie. Oh, it's the first one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, yeah. <laughs> I did not I did not think it necessary to stick around for the rest. See how it goes. I mean, it's there's it's trying to like analyze these movies is is an education uh in <laughs> itself cuz I have a I have a plan for how I'm going to like what how, what I'm gonna do after I get through these eight movies? I think I'm gonna go back to this this other series I started a long time ago that I haven't touched in years. But now that I have some consistency and a better idea of how I want to work this uh, going forward, I'm I'm hopefully gonna go back to that. But I was I was like before we get into these topics, I I, I was yeah. talking with a friend about this uh this show I went to for a podcast I follow called Horrible Decisions, and I was with my best friend, and out of coincidence, I found the uh, this snippet of video when I was looking to for uh, clips from it to center and the the hosts were talking to my best friend and um the the topic came up of like weird things people use for lube and she was asking so what's the weirdest thing you've ever stuck your dick in and i feel so bad because um not bad in a bad way but like bad as in a missed opportunity that i'm that i have to say for later now because he's like well you know i i is like i mean being a heterosexual man, I stuck my dick in some pretty weird things. I mean, I've seen American Pie. I'm like, fuck, I could have used that as a joke. <laughs> now I got to save that for later. I got to remember that, that, that he said that because I didn't think of, it happened back in March, like the beginning of March before the pandemic kicked. And I'm like, damn it. Ah, but I'll save that for later. That'll be a, that'll be a later <laughs> joke because that was funny as shit. <sighs> That's the weirdest thing you stuck your dick in, apple pies. <laughs> an apple pie. <laughs> that's, that's how, those... Oh, how you've been using your time, Will? <laughs> right, is is watching, <laughs> watching and critiquing high school sex comedies from the late '90s and early 2000s. That's I like. That's... <laughs> what was it? Uh, critiquing. So, if you're on that note, then 
how you've seen you're about to see the fourth one or you have seen it i'm i'm in the middle of a slowly like i, I watch it and script it at the same time so it's like stop start stop start so okay i'm, I'm in the middle of the i'm like a, in the middle of the fourth one okay it's so where the spinoffs begin right yes. the spinoffs yes you're not gonna wait till the I, I guess it's a reunion. There is a the, the there is a reunion. I re, I remember watching it when I was younger. Uh, I, I it's weird. I remember I watched the first one, second one. I think three of the spinoffs in reunion. Wedding is the third one, and that was the one I never got around to as a kid. But the funny thing is, aside from the the lead dude Jim fucking a pie, and him dancing, uh for the foreign girl Nadia. I don't remember anything from any of the movies. So, if you are told you have to rank the three that you've seen so far, what are the three that you've seen? Um, like, what? How do they rank? Uh, It honestly might be in order of release. It honestly might be one, <laughs> two, and three. Because I, I, when I was looking at when I was typing the script for uh, for wedding the third one, I just went on like a three paragraph rant about how much the third one pissed me off with the, the <laughs> with the character development for Stifler in a movie called the Amer- like when when the video drops people will see it so I'm not gonna go into full detail about it but like I got to the third one and I'm like this was supposed to be the end of the the franchise originally. And this is such a shitty note to end on with some really weak jokes. So, like, the first one, it's it has heart to it for something with, low with like, a lower budget. Like, the fact that I, I'm thinking about it, and you brought up the apple pie thing, there's a conversation uh, a little bit before he, he actually fucks the pie, where they're eating, and he's like, oh, he's talking to his friends, he's like, oh, bro. What is what does third base feel like? And he sticks up his fingers, his buddy Oz, and he's like, like warm apple pie. And the first thing he says is like, McDonald's are homemade. I don't know why that was so funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit, that's actually kind of funny. That's actually kind of clever. Yeah, like I was, I was quite taken aback at, at some of the, the more clever bits of the movie and even the earnest bar- parts like i'm like because it's like a it's a late 90s sex comedy i'm not expecting right. them to literally say it's like all right so we all want to get laid but it has to be valid and consensual i'm like never would i have imagined dudes talking about consent in 1999 <sighs> oh, so um, what you're saying is they only go downhill I, it it seems like it. Um, two is okay. Three has three has a much larger production budget. You can tell by like the locations and the camera shots. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's not as good of a movie. And then the fourth one released not two years later is a direct to DVD spinoff. So, but it's already <laughs> where it's set at a fucking band camp. Like you can tell if you watch the third and fourth one, you're like ooh. You lost a lot of money, and it's like featuring uh, Stifler's younger brother. And I look at the house. I'm like, yeah, that's not the same house from the first movie. <laughs> not at all. Y'all, uh, that, y'all lost that, that house, house. Had two floors. This house has one. Someone, some parent, must have gotten laid off. Oh my oh, god! Man. 
Yeah, they're they're there's something. And I don't I'm trying to think to what inspired me to do this one specifically. I, I have a reason. I can't remember what it was. Something I was watching made me go like, huh. I wonder if the American Pie series holds up. Let me do a bunch of videos about it. I, I forget what the cause was, but there was a direct cause. And it was so like out of the blue. So I'm like, yeah, let me um let me go back and see if these movies hold up. They probably don't. <laughs> it's almost guaranteed they don't. Yeah. But um let's let's go from um some disappointing news <laughs> to some sad news. <laughs> some some oh. some people died. Um <laughs> Is a is a short way to say it. We we lost uh, oh. rest in peace to a uh, Grant Imahara of MythBusters fame, Joel Schumacher, yeah. director of the Batman movies, and um, I don't know if we mentioned the Joel Schumacher thing in the past. And then uh, Naya Rivera, who is another actress who I, I didn't follow, but apparently she was on Glee and I think mm-hmm. uh, not Full House, but the the spinoff Family Matters. Um, yeah. So yeah, just just kind of wanted to mention that briefly. I I did watch. A lot of Mythbusters when I was a younger kid. I feel like a lot of nerdy kids did. It was a really good show, and yeah. Grant, Grant yeah. always seemed like a like a cool, smart dude. So him passing from a brain aneurysm came the fuck out of nowhere. Um. Yeah. It. Yeah. God. And just to re- really just to kind of put it in perspective, he uh he died relatively young, and like he accomplished a yeah. lot. So I mean. He was a really he was a really cool dude when you really like yeah. take a look at his life and everything. Yeah, a, a really uh, talented engineer. I, I was seeing like a lot of posts that day that um, I think because I think the news came out around the same time that the um, the information re- was released about how Naya Rivera passed. I think it was a riptide that got her. So the fact she was able to save her son, yeah. which is that's good news. But um, it's it's like a. It, it does still feel a little hollow that like a, a parent's life was lost, but that they were still prioritizing their child's safety is still and an, yeah. it's an admirable way for uh, someone to go out. So, absolute, you know, nothing but positive energy to those families, and and also Joel Schumacher passing. It's weird to think I, I didn't realize how many other movies he did because we everyone yeah. always teases him about a uh, Batman, which I, I I'm gonna be honest. I never, I understand why people think on a tonal level uh, for the 80s and 90s movies it's inconsistent. I can understand that. But Batman and Robin and Batman Forever were actually my first live action introductions to Batman. And I always kind of liked them, I think, because they were so light uh as as it, like because they came out or um a little bit before the uh, Bruce Tim show or around the same time, and so like yeah, that dichotomy um, to Batman like they they felt really comic booky and and I gotta say George Clooney is he's not a bad pick for Bruce Wayne neither was um God damn it what was the other guy's name with the lips <laughs> Val Kilmer oh um yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like they, they, they weren't bad Bruce Wayne, they just weren't great Batman. I, I've always thought they were fun. Yeah, they were like, fun. They're just fun. They're fun movies. Right. Like 
you're not really supposed to take him seriously. And I think he's even gone record. He went on record saying that a number of times. Like, I just wanted to make a, I just wanted to make a comic book movie. <laughs> right. Make a movie and, for kids. I, I gotta I gotta give him credit because uh, like I got older I got a little bit more cynical I'm like oh these are dumb but then I as I got older I'm like well as someone who's not really a, a Batman guy I still think they're very entertaining movies like it's I love yeah. I think I watched Batman and Robin because uh uh that was the or no Batman fuck I can't I can't remember which one came first I think it was Forever <laughs> that came, whichever one had Forever Jim came Carrey. first I think yeah. yeah 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 Forever came first okay so. I watched it because I like Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, from, from like Men in Black and uh, and The Mask, which are other movies that are based off of comic books in their own right. Um, yeah, which is really strange. So how they met up in in Batman, that was kind of my introduction because I like those actors. I'm like, oh shit! But then I like went back and I, it was very confusing when you like watch Forever and and Robin first and then go back to the tim burton one because it's so rapidly tonally and stylistically (laughs) inconsistent but they still are all in the same universe harvey dent goes from a black man to a white guy in the span of like a year (laughs) it's it's kind of funny but also very odd yeah (laughs) i i also i mean if you really want to get into like semantics and stuff you go back and you watch like some of Tim Burton's movies like the second one with Penguin is really weird that's like a really weird it movie. No, returns you go back is and a weird it. ass movie it's not bad but it is certainly Tim Burton's a it's such a odd director I mean I think people often honest. forget yeah I mean I'm just saying I think people often forget the crux of that movie is that Penguin is very upset that no one wants to fuck him and like it's a centerpiece <laughs> of the movie no one wants the dick <laughs> No one wants to. No one wants to fuck me. (laughs) He gets to the point. (laughs) He tries to fuck Batman. Anyway, the but I mean like yeah like he did like a bunch of other stuff besides Batman and Robin and you know um, Batman Forever. I'm looking at his filmography and it's it's honestly really diverse. He I did not know he was the director of uh, the Wiz. Which goddamn, yeah. um, he did the Wiz. He did number twenty three. He unfortunately got sacked with Phantom of the Opera. He did uh, <laughs> the original Flatliners. He did the Lost Boys, Saint Elmo's Fire, yeah. Falling Down. So like, I'm looking at his catalog. I'm like, I know some of these movies. I'm like, holy fuck, he did the Lost Boys. Yeah, Flatliners. So it's like, I, I gotta give him, <laughs> I gotta give him his credit. He has a very extremely diverse filmography. Um. He could do a lot of stuff. Yeah, he. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, um, who played Hannibal? Damn it. it um, Anthony Hopkins. Yes, I did not know yeah. Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock did a movie together that he directed <laughs> called Bad Company. Because that's yeah. like I, I will say this in terms of casting. He he has to have some of the most unique casting decisions i think i've seen like a time to kill is let's see sandra bullock samuel l jackson and matthew mcconaughey <laughs> what the f- i feel like i feel like some of those are studio picks if i'm gonna be honest i i some believe those, you. Uh, i absolutely some of those actors you. were kind of up and coming they probably wanted some star power there <laughs> right there's a uh, 
What on earth? There's there's twelve. What is this cast? I see Fifty Cent. Um, let's see Chase Crawford. Oh shit! I think it's the Deep from uh <laughs> from uh the Boys. Chase Crawford, Emma Roberts, Rory Culkin, Kiefer Sutherland, and Fifty Cent. Like I, whether it was Schumacher or, or the the company <laughs> that did it. Heat. His movies have some fascinating cast, so I gotta give him credit for having such a uniquely diverse catalog of uh, actors and, and uh, styles underneath him. Like he's done musicals, done uh, dramas. He did Number Twenty Three, with, also with Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's he's tried them all. He, Not he all of them, them successful. Right, which I mean, that's that's the way the directing goes. But I mean, you gotta. Long, interesting career, but um, we can't all be Huey Bowl or whatever his name is. We can't all be as successful as oh he. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I mean, now that 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 you mentioned that, uh, we got a little bit of video game movie news. I mean, the first is that uh, the Monster Hunter movie got pushed to twenty twenty one, which is expected. But I also We're safe another year, right? Till you get Mil- Mila Jovovich with twin blades. Apparently, I don't she even played... care about Monster Hunter, but apparently, I'm so she sorry for World? Monster Hunter fans. I'm as as a like entry level fan. Like I've played a decent chunk in the world. I haven't beaten it because I kept going on side missions. Um, need to, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick it up again sometime soon. Um, looking at it, I I will give her this much credit that she did a little bit of research because apparently she started playing World, and um. Her husband slash the director, uh, is it Paul W.S. Anderson, I think? Um, yeah. yeah. He he based her weapons in the film off of what she picked in the game, so apparently she experimented oh, with... Oh, wow. Right, just like an actual, a real gamer, guys. <laughs> like a real, like a real video game, wow. Yeah, she's she's gaming, bro, but like the image of a, <laughs> of like a pregnant Mila Jovovich... Making her care like I would love to go online and play Monster Hunter with Mila Jovovich. I feel like that would be a better <laughs> movie than the movie we're gonna get. Do you, just be, do you think like, Capcom will add? Do you think Capcom will add Mila Jovovich into Monster Hunter World? I mean, shit, dude. They put Mega Man and Devil May Cry in it, and they had to sign off on this movie. <laughs> so here's here's hoping Mila Jovovich and Tony Jaa for a new Capcom franchise. God forbid. <laughs> They ever try to do a live action Devil May Cry movie, which first of all, I would love to direct that or at least help write that. <laughs> but you know, Mila Jovovich is gonna play fucking Lady or Trish. If if they give it to him, yeah. Yeah, which I'm like, why do, why do they keep? I get it. Paul W. S. Anderson forced an entire video game franchise on a fan base. Like it wasn't by choice. He does like, no, I'm gonna take these fucking adaptation movies and you're gonna like it with my original character donut steel all right i'm gonna say this to his defense the resident evil movies are great not because they're good they are no. they are amazing <laughs> they, they look there's um they're entertaining dude I, I don't know if you've ever seen the way nemesis looks in those movies <laughs> I'm trying to hold up. Let me look it up. He looks because I haven't I haven't seen what he looks like in a long time. Uh, but I was actually going to say, speaking on that, um, because I don't actually know what they're doing with the Devil May Cry 
anime adaptation yeah. that um what's his name was supposed to be doing but oh, i um, do know fuck. castlevania boy yeah castlevania addy shankar addy shankar holy fuck <laughs> i'm sorry um, i just i just got a picture of that yeah no i'm gonna pull up the details just so i don't misspeak Go but ahead. i he, do he know like for a, a fact like a hellraiser demon <laughs> yeah i do know for a fact Dragon's Dogma is getting a Netflix anime. Yes. And that, I am super on board for that. I that am is too. awesome. Dragon's Dogma has been on my uh, to playlist for a while. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pick it up for PS4 sometime. I've been deb- debating between that and Steam and I think my uh PlayStation will run it better. Um, it's it's so good. It looks it's really so, good. As a concept it always looked really really fun to me like this is the kind of game that i've always envisioned I'm like yo what if you had a rpg where you could turn into a dragon and lo and behold it fucking existed and it, it looked pretty good <laughs> I, i'm i don't know why is i think it's just always a cool notion it's like yo what if you got like dragon age but then you become the dragon it's just it's a cool concept yeah it's a really fucking cool concept so the netflix show coming Really excited for that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So it is not actually by Adi Shankar guy like I thought it was, but it is by um, Sublimation who does a lot of CG animation stuff. Mm-hmm. So CG animation with anime is always kind of iffy. Yeah. Um, Doro Hedero, I think, uses it almost exclusively, and it at least look I That looks actually pretty decent from the stuff I've seen of it. Okay. And... um. The trailer looked pretty cool, too, so I'm just hyped for it, honestly. I really hope this means that a sequel is coming, because I know that um, yeah. Itsuno, who, for you uh, true epic gamers out there, the <laughs> director for the Devil May Cry series from 3 onward, uh, directed Dragon's Dogma, and I know he's expressed interest in the past of doing Dragon's Dogma 2. That would be awesome I would if like he to did, see it. and it would be really... It would be really cool if this Netflix series is Capcom kind of gauging interest for that. Yeah, because I'd 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 really be down for um I can I can see them either doing like a late PS4 or mid PS5 drop of a of a Dragon's Dogma mm-hmm. sequel. Um, I'd be really yeah. curious how they handle the gameplay because like the the game and story wise always looked really interesting. It's just the gameplay may turn some people off it honestly kind of reminds me a little bit of a like somewhere between dragon age and like the witcher a little bit yeah um it's um it i'd say it takes a little bit getting used to but yeah i mean it's definitely worth it it's definitely fucking worth it it's awesome i think up there with like demon souls it's one of my favorite video games Mm -hmm. it's just so fun to go through yeah, it's definitely gonna be on my uh my list of games to pick up. I don't know, maybe I'll jailbreak the the PlayStation someday. Whoops, did I say that out loud? Uh, <laughs> but um, the other the other piece of a uh, video game adaptation news we have is the the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland officially starts production, and we only know that because Tom posted a picture of his chair that said Nate on it. Uh. Which wow. there's, there's, I, I've never heard anyone refer to Nathan Drake as Nate, probably because I haven't played the games despite owning uh, the the Uncharted collection thanks to the PlayStation Network. Because you gotta you gotta wait for that big moment where someone's like, "Your name's not Nate; 
it's Nathan. Right. And the Uncharted theme will play. Because he's a kid in this one, if you guys don't remember. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know why you did that when everyone knows Nathan Drake is... A, it's, it's like that Patton Oswalt bit where he talks about um, meeting George Lucas in the past with the prequels. Where it's like, I don't <laughs> care where the things I love come from. I just want to see the things I love, but more. That's, I don't know why this is such a hard concept for like Sony and some other film companies, but especially Sony to understand. So it's like, oh, I would love to see a Spider-Man movie. What? You want a Sinister Six movie? No, I didn't ask for that. (laughs) Morbius movie and Nighthawk movie? I didn't ask for any of those. Okay. Well, those aren't for you. Those are for them. <laughs> that, that's clearly. pretty clear, I think. Fucking clearly. So, like, with the Uncharted thing, it's not... I like Tom Holland. He's he's certainly a rising star in his own right. Um, I Granted, I've only seen him in Spider-Man. A, as Spider-Man, I haven't seen uh, Onward. I haven't seen uh, any of his other, like, roles or productions. Um, but, like, I, if I... If I want to go and get into Uncharted through the movie, I want to see the dude that looks like the one on the box. Like, say what you will about Tomb Raider with me being the only one who saw Tomb Raider. And it's based off the remake Tomb Raider. They got a British chick to act like the chick on the box. <laughs> I. It's just so weird to me because it's like, it's an... It's basically an Indiana Jones game. Yes. You could have had a discount Indiana Jones movie, and you don't. Shit, <laughs> like, you could have gotten uh, Alden. You could have gotten Alden Ehrenreich to play Nathan Drake, aka discount Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's. Just, I just don't understand it. I don't. It's just so weird to it's think a, about, it's a like. Weird pick. It's just like out of context movie producers' decisions are like so weird because we've been sitting here for a while just kind of thinking like, what the fuck was the point of like like you just said a Sinister Six movie? What the fuck was the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, lo and behold, they're still trying to get that shit. They're still trying to get that done. Trying to get fucking what what's her name? Fucking that Spider Man side person. Oh, I don't Morbius. Remember. No, 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 the new one. They're like we're thinking about for like jackpot or oh, something. Is that yeah, jackpot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, jackpot. Trying to do a we're jackpot trying to get movie. For jackpot, like, silver and black what? spinoffs. It just, <laughs> what are you, it, what are you talking the, about? I think the way that Sony will make me eat my fucking words is if it's like Tom Holland for thirty minutes to set up that they actually cast like adult Nathan Drake for another hour and a half. And it's like, he, he like Trojan horses it. Cause it's like, oh, we have Tom, you know, he'll get butts and seats playing Nathan Drake, but we're not going to tell him that we have actual adult Nathan Drake in it and <laughs> cast. And it's like fucking uh, Bradley Cooper or something. Bradley Cooper. I, I don't know. He, he wouldn't be my first pick for Nathan Drake. It'd probably be Nathan Fillion, but you know. <laughs> if you put Nathan Fillion in a gym for a couple of months, I would love to see him as Nathan Drake in a movie. I mean, shit, they took that fan. They movie. took regular Nathan Drake, put him in. Or they took regular Nathan Fillion, put him in some Nathan Drake clothes, and made a short, and it looked great. 
They even had the first person it, sequence. Yeah. Or not first person, like the Wahlberg, drone shot. Is Mark Wahlberg Sully? Is that like real? I don't. Let me see. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I remember hearing that once. That, I don't know if it's real or not. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Oh, I, is well, it real? I, I guess he'd be young Sully. <laughs> oh, God. I'm looking at it's the, real. I'm looking at the, the fit. There's fan art of Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. No. Oh, oh, son. Um. Okay, so the movie's gonna be directed by Ruben Fleischer. You know the director of Zombieland and Zombieland Two and Venom. Right. So you know someone right. that. Oh, it's being produced by Avi Arad and Ari Arad. Know who that is? <laughs> from the. Well, it might be okay. It's, it's the from the writers Arad. of Iron Man, Punisher, Warzone. Transformers The Last Night, Men in Black International. This list is going down in quality as I read it. I'm really sad. <laughs> I am very, very, very sad. Now, is it one writer that's done all of that, or is it oh, a no, bunch it's... of different writers that each have done that? It's two writers that have done all of those. Art, okay. Art Markham and Matt Holloway. Okay. Um. Yeah. I was going to say, if we have, like, literally four fucking writers, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah, I just... Ati Gabrielle, Sophia Taylor Ali, all these people that are my age, all these children are in it. Antonio Banderas, I guess he's playing the villain. Uh, who yeah, him, he's our age. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's just gonna be Nathan Nate Drake. Oh, I. I'm a stay open-minded and optimistic as someone who has a very passive knowledge of of the games um like because i always treated them like oh uncharted you mean tomb raider with the dude and then they made uncharted with the woman as the new tomb raider which i really <laughs> like it i i really like because yeah. i'm playing through rise of the tomb raider right now i love the the reboot series um i also never understood why people complained about her bust but that's neither here nor there but like i I would say Uncharted's like the one of those things where I was kind of on the fence with it because if you play the games, like they're very fun games. They are mm-hmm. practically movies, though. They are practically yeah. like you are playing a movie. It's that it's that Last of Us thing, where it's like the yeah. cinematic with some interaction. Yeah, like Last of Us, I would argue because it's like, I guess because I would say like the gameplay's not super engaging to me, but like Uncharted's always fun to me to play through. And it feels yeah, like I'm playing like an action set piece sometimes. Even exactly. when all I have to do is really like hold forward, it still feels fun in certain situations. So I mean like I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you guys want an uncharted movie, I guess go play uncharted and we'll see how this goes. Right. Just just watch those cutscenes online, boy, and you'll get your uncharted or or just watch <laughs> the short film with Nathan Fillion. It's very good. That too. That too. That's a, it's actually not a joke. That 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 short film was really good. No, it's it's un, it's unironically very good, very well made, well shot, lit. There's a really nice uh uh emulation scene of the video game with the drone shot that's over the shoulder. Yeah. Which yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. it was that's really true. cool. Um so it's 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 definitely a really high caliber uh, fan film and I'm I'm impressed that they got him to do it. I think cuz everyone like you should do it. I mean, honestly, if 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 they hadn't waited so long on trying to lock down like the pre-production stuff, I would have said just have Nolan North do it and just have him be in a gym yeah. and pump some roids 
for a couple months and just have him do it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not even a bad decision, no, he, in all honesty. Because Nathan Drake is based off of his face as well, so just have him yeah. do it. <laughs> Man, he doesn't sound anything like Nathan Drake. Are you sure? Because it's him. Literally him. Yeah. A voice actor can't be a regular actor. Oh, God, God forbid. Uh, Free Summer <laughs> do a, a, or Tara Strong do a live-action role, even though that's where they started. Most of these motherfuckers have done theater. That's how they got started. Exactly. Hate those people that oh. fucking say that. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. But um speaking of Tom Holland, we uh we got a, a date for when Spider Man three should be completed and he said uh February. So I'm assuming they're probably gonna start production in like late November. Probably right by February since he's going back for production now. This this guy's gonna have a busy ass schedule for the rest of twenty twenty, God forbid. Uh, he comes down with anything. I'm hoping he stays safe with and they're <laughs> taking the proper precautions. Because if we're talking like, let's say he's regular three-month shoot starting uh, this past week or so. We're going like mid-July to like mid-October-ish. It's about three months. Mm-hmm. Or mid-September, early October. And then he has about a, a month gap uh or a little bit of pre-production before he goes right into Spider-Man, um, which yeah. I, I guess they're since they're both from Sony, I'm sure they'll he might be doing both at the same time. Who even knows? But I guess he'll be done by that uh, by February. So I'm just, I mean, what are what are your thoughts about? I'm um, I'm wondering where. I mean, of course, there's all the questions like where are they going to take the story and blah blah blah. But I'm, I am right. curious about like I think they've been trying to build up to this Sinister Six with all of these movies. Because the, notice, they introduce at least two villains per movie. That is true, yeah. I've been thinking about that. I just... So if if you want my honest opinion, if they do bring back Mysterio, I'd be very upset. I mean, I, the thi- his, his death doesn't make sense. That is a, a big-ass, like, not even a plot hole, it's a plot point. Because I, I remember sitting in the theater... And the scene where he, like, dies, um, Peter, like, put spoilers for Far From Home. But <laughs> um, for a movie that came out, like, a year ago, almost to the day. <laughs> right. Um, when Peter moves the, the gun out the way, he pushes it up. And it doesn't bounce off anything. So uh, Mysterio just kind of dies on the floor. And then they, like, have the footage later on at the end of the movie. I'm like, the death doesn't make fucking sense. The bullet goes like up and out the glass. So how did yeah, he die? Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I'm okay with like, him bringing him back, but make that part make sense because that shit never made sense. <laughs> to me. I, I feel like I don't want to see. It just him in feels kind of weird to me. I it it just feels kind of weird to me from like an audience perspective, like the way that the Sinister Six has kind of been built up. Mm-hmm. It feels. I don't know. It doesn't feel super complete, and I think that's mostly just because no. Sony's. I don't know how much decision making Sony has in these MCU movies. It just feels kind of odd the way that the Sinister Six has been built up over these movies. It doesn't feel quite as clean. I think. No, I, I also think that has a lot to do with like you can't really do a lot of that in other Marvel movies as well. Yeah. Like I think they're contractually not allowed to do that. <laughs> can we can we have one of our characters? No. Oh, okay. 
We will take Iron Man, though. Fucking... <laughs> Oh, fine. We'll put them in our own movies and try to make that make sense retroactively. We'll put uh, right, yeah. <laughs> we'll put. I almost called him the uh, the Virgil the uh, <laughs> the Virgil the um the Vulture. We'll put Vulture and Morbius. That won't raise any no eyebrows Virgil. at all. <laughs> I I will no ne- Virgil and Spider Man. <laughs> I'll never forget when the trailer for uh, Morbius dropped and it kind of shattered the internet because we're all like, what the fuck is Vulture doing there? And then he's not Vulture. Yeah. He's just a random dude. He's just a, a, they got a, they got what's his face to play a bit role in Morbius. I'm like, bro, no, just get out of here. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I called that. When that trailer came out, I was like, that's not Vulture. He's not playing Vulture. They can't do that. And everyone's like, shut up. And no one's I, Vulture, not Vulture. It ain't Vulture. <laughs> I want to believe you, but knowing Sony, they would do that. They would be, I, they'd be like, man, content. We'll, we're going to do a mirror universe bullshit like with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where our characters could go there, but they, they can't go elsewhere. I just don't think they're allowed to do that. I don't think they're allowed to take the MCU Spider-Man villain characters and put them in the Venom stuff. It seems like a clause or something. Because notice, they could have done a name drop or something, but they didn't. Right. They, But it's just like, well, this face looks familiar, doesn't he? And I'm no, what they're going to do is, we all know it's going to be Vulture, but in the credit, it's going to say, like, man in jumpsuit. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to call him by his name, or they're just going to give him a, um, they're just, it's like, what's your name? Oh, you know, my friends call me Mr. T. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Adrian Toomes. I don't know. Is it Adrian Toomes? Would, maybe you should tell Marvel you want to see Adrian Toomes in Morbius 2. God, uh, Venom Strikes Back or some shit. It's like, nah, bro, nobody, not a soul alive asked for this. <laughs> that would be smart. But, but, yeah, I don't know. I you know, the, the most recent leaks, mm-hmm. I think, was that Craven was the villain, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the I current. I mean, I say leaks, they might as well just be rumors at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. You can easily make that make sense. Um, do you like Craven? Yeah. And, uh chameleon like craven hunting spider-man when he's seen as a is a like a murderer um that's that's realistic you can make that up and i think i will give sony this much credit other than the fact that they've been using villains that they entirely abandoned for a spider-man 4 which i think is very funny uh because like if i don't know if everyone else noticed that but it's been a trend since uh since the production of that movie ended like uh Amazing Spider-Man used the Lizard, who was supposed to be in 4. Then um, they used the Vulture, who was also supposed to be, like, the main villain in 4. But then it was going to be yeah. the Voltrez, who was, like, fused with Black Cat. And they tried to stick her in Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I think they're going to try and... So, I can see them probably trying to do... Uh, uh... Oh, yeah, and they, they had Mysterio in Spider-Man 4 as well. You know, who showed up as the yeah. villain for... So, I... I mean... Yeah, like at the same time, they also were villains that didn't show up previously in any other. Right. Which it does make me kind of sad because I would like to see an MCU Doctor Octopus, but I also don't know how far Spider Man's going to extend after this third movie. Because I don't know what that contract is like. 
Yeah, I mean, his, his current contract says, I believe it's one more movie and one more MCU appearance. We don't know where the fuck that's going to be. Um, so I, I'm honestly curious where he's going to slide into the MCU because I can't see it being anywhere in Phase 4. Uh, which, uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Phase 4 only lasts till like, the end of 2022, even with the schedule being slid, like, backslid because of the, the pandemic. Even still, like, at earliest, the beginning of 2023, so then probably that summer they'll give us more info on yeah. Phase 5. But um, I'm actually also, I'm more inclined to watch a Marvel movie like Spider-Man when it comes out, just because yeah. it, it's been nice to have a break. All things considered, it's been nice yeah, to not have Marvel fucking shoved down my throat. I I will say I um I do want to see New Mutants. Uh, it is funny that by that we we should have had Black Widow two months ago, and then they just refused to drop it on Disney Plus. I'm like, why? It's like let's be real. It wasn't gonna do Black Panther or, or Captain Marvel money. It wasn't, and I like Black Widow. I think she should have had a movie before Carol Danvers did. But yeah, you made the movie like six years too late. So, cause you fucked up. <laughs> um, you know it's it'll it'll probably make double its budget and some change. I'll say two and a half. But I'm like, you could have dropped that on Disney Plus, got the same amount of views, or dropped it on as yeah. Disney Plus like on demand. You dropped Artemis Fowl yeah. on that shit. Nobody wanted to see that. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> But yeah, for the for the Spider Man thing, um, what I'm cautiously hoping they do, uh, probably a loose adaptation of Craven's Last Hunt, uh, maybe throw in either Black Cat or Chameleon to round out the six. Have the stinger be them setting up the six. Do Spider Man four last movie. Uh, have him fight the Sinister Six. Yeah. And maybe it would be kind of maybe do a mini Venom arc, kind of like a that spectacular where he beat the six with the suit and then makes peace yeah. with himself and loses the suit. So you got you got Venom be part of the six. There you go. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't that be crazy that we get like a fucking Spider-Man franchise with no Green Goblin at all? That would be honestly wild to me because uh, I know we saw that rumor well, not rumored, uh, Giancarlo Esposito said he wanted to get into the MCU, and a lot of people were speculating um, either he plays Magneto or Charles Xavier. Honestly, he'd be a really good Osborne. But he would be, yeah. Personally, I want Terrence Howard to play Osborne <laughs> because he, yeah. he, even though he said he's retiring from acting, I don't give a fuck. Sign a big check. Get him in it. One, because I think Sony and Terrence would do that to, like, spite Marvel. To, like, retcon, uh, <laughs> uh, retcon <laughs> him into the, like, Marvel Universe via Crowbar. And two, Terrence Howard plays, like, unhinged m- businessman with suave attitude pretty well. Like, Terrence yeah, Howard, yeah. don't get me wrong, he's an insane person. But I think Sony kind of <laughs> needs that for someone playing the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. We need another Willem Dafoe, I guess, but not as, like, 2000s corny. <laughs> right. Even though I love that movie, and he makes that movie, it's a little silly. Absolutely. So I think if you want to have somebody who's, like, 
suave businessman who you can also see as like angry, negligent father and then crazy villain. I think Terrence Howard would oddly enough be a really good pick. He wouldn't be bad. You're right. Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> maybe he could be that. I'd, I'd like to see him as Magneto personally. I think he'd make a really good Magneto. Set him as a, a I, civil rights mutant. I, yeah, I, I honestly think kind of looking at him like, I think he'd be a really cool like Mr. Fantastic or Blue Marvel. I think he's... I'd really like to see him as like a scientist, dude. Uh, hmm. Am I thinking of the right person? Hang on. He was the villain in Breaking Bad and the bad guy from the yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking of him. Yeah. I, I think I would want somebody a little bigger for Blue Marvel. So I definitely say like if they could get Denzel for Blue Marvel, get Denzel to do it. Uh, um. I'd say either Denzel or Andre Bauer. Hmm. I mean, I guess if that if you're looking for an older actor, if you want younger, get Denzel's son, get John David Washington. He's in his thirties, but I think he'd That's still like too. do a good job. I, I think is like if you're going older, get Denzel. If you're going younger, get uh, John David. But for G- yeah. Giancarlo, um, I think the only I could maybe see him as a Doom. He would be cool to Doom, wouldn't he? I think the only thing you run into is a black Latverian. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't exist, but it's 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 probably a bit of a harder sell. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it's easier to rework Magneto as like a survivor of like civil rights incidents or other atrocities. Yeah in American history than it is to make a very, very European uh, nation also include like African descended minorities. If, if you were like yeah. middle Eastern, I think you could swing that a little bit easier. Like the, um, I think that, yeah, I think the case with Magneto is just because we're getting so far away from world war two now. Like, yeah. We, we're really we are. far away from world war two. Cause, there's no way yeah, that can so like, work reasonably now. <laughs> we're we're trying to. It's like, what is the closest tragedy that the tragedy that makes him old enough for that realistically to fit for him yeah. hating humans? And it's like, uh, civil right Montgomery bus boycott, which right, yeah, which I mean the the whole there's a comic book series called a uh, Black, which is like X Men but only black people. So it's like, what if we lived okay. in a world where only black people got superpowers? I'm like, boy. History would be fucked. <laughs> Which is essentially, if you do that with Magneto, that's that's what that is. It's like you have a bunch of mutants, like uh, mutants in the middle of the civil rights era would be an incredible, uh, like Marvel spinoff series. It would also be fucking triggering and absolutely nightmarish. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like oh yeah, Ronald Reagan built the Sentinels. <laughs> To like burn down any president would have, it would have been him. Yeah, right. Ronald Reagan (laughs) builds sentinels to like destroy and disrupt black and uh, Hispanic communities. Holy fuck, that fits too well. (laughs) Fits really well. Look, if Marvel wants to take the idea, like just throw me some credit. But like, I'm just saying, man. Holy fuck, that's actually not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. The the question you would get is like who's um who would you want to do 
Professor X. He could, I'm, I'm not saying he has to be a specific race, but if you're doing a, mag, a Magneto set in the Silver Rights era, I feel like you would need uh, an, an equivalent to kind of match that energy. I'm trying to think of like an older actor mm-hmm. who can still kind of, you can see in that leadership type role. Yeah, I and I guess to kind of like draw more comparisons to the, you know, the traditional comparison between the two of Malcolm X and um, Martin, Dr. King. Yeah, yeah. And sort of drawing that comparison. Yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be... Uh, Profe- Professor X, not Mr. X. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a prof- <laughs> prof- the irony Mr. of calling him Professor X. Um, Mr. X is a completely different one. <laughs> uh, Jamie Foxx? Blair Underwood? Maybe. Not Wesley Snipes. I could see Jamie Foxx Fo- Fo- being like one of the actual X-Men in my opinion. I can like, see him being a, a teacher. Like... Chris Rock and Professor Fox. X. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We'll roll with it. See what he got. See Ooh, what he's, we'll see what he can do. I, uh, Dennis Haysbert might be a good one, actually. The Allstate guy? <sighs> that wouldn't be bad. That would not be bad, actually. Yeah, or Keith David, maybe. Oh, Jeffrey Wright, actually. That would be perfect. That would be pretty good. If we get uh, Jeffrey Wright and uh, uh, Esposito um, as uh, Professor X and Magneto, I think that would, if you want to go the civil rights route, that would be perfect. He even has the bald head. That is per- That is pretty good. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah that's good. You're on a roll yeah, right you... now. <laughs> Reagan, and Jeffrey Wright, Professor yeah, X. Yeah, Ron- Ronald Reagan Sentinels inspired by uh, you know the 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 Sentinel program was underground by the FBI. It was initially made to work on the assassination of Dr. King. Like the shit lines up. Dude like dude like I'm just thinking about all the fucked imagery. Like red, white and blue Sentinels just fucking murdering people in the streets. Like that's fucked and that's totally something that Reagan would have signed off on. Exactly. Like like John F Kennedy out here trying to um passing the civil rights bill but being pressured to make a mutant registration act and it doesn't yeah. uh, it doesn't oh, really man. come so that's why we haven't heard of the mutants in so long why didn't they do like a marvel noir based on this why did, why did we get x-men i don't noir know man I'm a, this is I'm a, way I'm better i'm gonna pitch it to somebody i got i got i, I got an ideas right here on this show <laughs> god that's actually really good yeah anyway can, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, on to on to, we got about uh, two more topics. Um, yeah. Do you follow the Child's Play franchise at all? I follow it enough to make fun of it. That's fair. <laughs> do you have some amount. Child's Play stuff for me? Uh, a tiny bit. We, the uh, first teaser dropped for the new show, Chucky. Uh, <laughs> so, Chucky, I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, Child's Play... Aside from the new spinoff, which wasn't that bad, it was all right. Um, it it has a really interesting concept. It's just the execution, okay. you know. I sometimes I got it. It's it's enjoyable. It's a decent little horror movie. But the Child's Play franchise or the Chucky franchise now, he, he doesn't own the rights to the name, but he has the character. So, you know, right. Um, Don Mancini is the original creator. The franchise has been really consistent, kinda, since the eighties. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. So it's had like one, two, three, uh, Bride Seed, and then it had two <laughs> other ones after it, which 
Yeah. Uh, this it series. Was like, oh, fuck. What was it called? Not Chucky Liz. I I remember like what happened, and then one one was in like a psychiatric ward, and the other one was like a yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the return of I uh, not Spawn. But fuck, Spawn of Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, Chucky's getting a, a sequel series. That's a sequel to those movies. Uh, okay. Uh, Brad. Brad. So Durf it's a sequel to back. those movies, not the reboot. No, not the reboot. Okay. Um, what is so the reboot? I'm guessing just did not do well. Uh, it it did okay, but I don't know if they. I don't know if they have plans for it. Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky were the names. But okay, there we go. Yeah. But. Brad Brad Durst returning in the uh, role. <laughs> his uh, consistent role. Yeah, dude's been at it. Uh, it's it's funny. His his daughter is actually one of the main characters in the new ones, uh, Cult and um, fuck, I can never remember the name of the other one. The uh, Cult and Curse. Damn it. Okay. But it was a brief little trailer. I was expecting a little bit more. It's it's honestly like twenty seconds. It shows like an aisle in a toy store. We see the silhouette of Chucky standing in the hall. He holds up a knife. And what I think is interesting is that the show is actually going to be airing on uh, two different channels. Yeah, actually, USA and um, Sci-Fi, right? Yep. Which makes sense. That's If, if anything was going to take a Chucky series. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, that's a, that's a hell of a split of, of channels, but, you know. All right, give it, give you credit for that. Um, oh yeah, so so apparently they they've talked about uh, they've pitched ideas for a sequel for the reboot, but there's nothing like mm-hmm. set in stone yet. But it's it's a really good idea. But as far as Chucky goes, it has a. I'm interested. I think it's supposed to be. Fo- it is supposed to be following a new cast. I think it's following a, a gay kid in high school. Which I okay. think is a, a interesting modern take. What I didn't know until I was like checking some news on it way back when, when I was first hearing about the series is that I didn't know Don Mancini was gay. And I'm like, oh, so and, and it makes sense because there's a lot of themes related to like gay topics. Um, as, as strange to phrase that sounds like the like seed has an entire subplot revolving the kids uh, sexuality. So the kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the kids, I, I, I want to say like bi gender or asexual, something like that. Um, and then I like the kid, I it it was a the kid had like two different names. Uh, I think the the kid transitioned at the end, then died, and his soul went into the bodies of a pair of twins. So now there are two kids. So I'm wondering if they're gonna bring those kids in as well from seed which was like over a decade ago 2004 good god yeah um i i don't know i think you're giving too much credit on the idea of continuity in the chucky series yeah i mean it's not it's it's not like an airtight continuity i i will say that but it's i mean if it's based on if it's based on like the original series i just have to wonder because the idea of it as a TV show is just really weird to me. Like, how does that work? Like, how do, how do you make that work? Is it a comedy? Because, um, like, the past couple ones just straight up, they just started being, like, funny. And, like, they just didn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. They started making them funny. Apparently, Curse and Colt looked like they went back more to the horror aspects, but they had, like, humorous moments. Like, uh, spoilers for the end of Colt. So there's, like, three Chuckies that happen in Colt. 
because I think he like learns that he can duplicate his spirit, and there's a lot of people in this this home that have been like survivors or something of Chucky attacks. So it, it turns out you think right, there's one yeah. Chucky, but you see it from a lot of different angles. Then you realize at the end there's three Chucky's. Uh, his bride return Jennifer Tilly's character returns. Um, with the body, but uh, I think... Okay, so the synopsis for it is in the series titled Chucky, after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, (laughs) an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the enemies... The arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. So, uh, so it's going into his backstory, too. We're getting some backstory no. from Charles Lee Ray. No, no, I don't care. <laughs> so, it was oh, just like fucking oh. Michael Myers all over again. I don't care. I don't care what his life was like. <laughs> it's... It's, I mean, and they've touched on the shit with Charles Lee Ray, but I feel like I give credit. It's the creator who's doing this, so that's his prerogative. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where it's like I'd like I'd rather the creator do it than like it be a mandate from from like the the film production company. But at the same time, it's one of those things that I'm okay with there being some mystery to the murderer, because like like you said with the Halloween reboots, it's like I didn't. Need to know Michael Myers was, like, a victim of child abuse. You, you don't... If Some people are just pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't and, need like, a, full, a full detailed reason of why they're a piece of shit. I can firmly believe that, oh, he's a dickhead who murders people. I mean, that's essentially what he was in the first movie. <laughs> he was just some asshole right. that just murders people. He, he was an asshole who murdered people fucked up. Used voodoo and stuck his soul in a doll, and they kept finding ways to bring his dumbass back by accident, with really stupid ways. Oh man! Like at least See, the, it's the like reboot a... was AI, so it's like, oh, just a disgruntled Thai uh, Chinese dude got upset. He was either Thai or Chinese, was pissed, <laughs> and he put a malfunction in a doll and shipped it out, and like six people died. It was very easy to do that. See, yeah. that's that was my whole thing, cause like. I don't mean to like get off the topic of like a Chucky TV show. No, I was ahead. just kind of thinking about this. It's just something that's interested me because we're getting to this thing of like video game remakes and stuff, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. it's not like a reboot of something, but it's like actually just straight up remaking a game and like just adding new stuff. Or like Spyro and Crash and whatnot. Yeah, and like even Final Fantasy VII, like the remake too. Oh, which um, yeah. I mean that's that's also another thing too, but I'm not gonna spoil that for anyone that doesn't know. But it's. It's like, uh, it's everything. It's all good till you hit chapter eighteen. Then it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> basically, uh, Kingdom Hearts at chapter eighteen. Yeah. But um, so I'm kind of because my whole thing is like when movies do it, it's like reboots, right? Like they just straight up mm-hmm. say reboot. I kind of want to think about like how do you just remake a movie instead? Like, it's not like you're trying to start a new continuity, but you're just, like, right. remaking a movie with, like, the new technology that you have now and everything. I mean, the... the And I, I we can use this as, like, a springboard for a little discussion. One movie that I firmly believe now is the perfect time to do a remake with from a, from a good studio 
I don't know if you've seen it, Lawnmower Man. Because the, yeah. the whole premise of that movie is set with virtual reality. And, uh, and like, a grown man with a learning disability, which I, I honestly think he was coded with a, with a spectrum disorder, so autistic. That's a, those are big conversations right now, is with how technology is going. The whole conversations around autism, like, this is the perfect time to do a Lawnmower Man remake because those are topical. Like, I, that's, that's one of the strengths, I'll say, of the Child's Play reboot is that, um, or remake, is the fact that, yes, it, although a lot of fans would have preferred it, it go, like, it followed the original chronology, I give them credit for taking it in an entirely new direction where it's like, oh, we're going to yeah. do the evil killer doll, but make it, you know, half Amazon Alexa, half Siri. And, yeah. and like, they acknowledge the fact that he looks weird as fuck. But, like, it's an AI-powered Cabbage Patch doll. They can, they can <laughs> also tap into your Wi-Fi and when all of your shit is controlled by like, um, by your phone that, and since he's connected to the system, he can control that too. So it delves into that whole, like the dangers of being interconnected. It's kind of like some black mirror shit. So I'm like, that's an interesting yeah. premise. The execution was, it was all right, but you know, it's an interesting <laughs> premise. It was okay. So like, same thing with like, I would love to see a remake of, of Lawnmower Man is like another, and especially the direction that sequel went. Jesus Christ. But the first one, at least, I'd want to see. Yeah. So, like, I guess my question that I would pose to you would be, like, if we had to sit here and we had to, like, define the difference between, like, a remake and a reboot. Mm -hmm. If we could say, like, the new Chucky is a reboot. Yeah. Because, like, it takes the old idea and it changes it a little bit. Would a, would a lawnmower, like, what would be a lawnmower remake versus, like, a lawnmower reboot, I guess? Or any movie, rather. It doesn't have to be um, lawnmower, man. But, like, what would, like my, what is the difference between the two, you would think? For for me, like, as you said, I think I came with a, with a definition. A reboot is, um like you said, kind of taking that original continuity and, like, tweaking it some. So, like, all the evil dead movies are kind of soft reboot slash sequels. Right, They're, yeah. That that franchise has the most fuck continuity I've ever seen, but each <laughs> one, each entry manages to somehow be a sequel and a reboot at the same time. Uh, I'd say yeah. a remake is like, uh, the characters are the same, the universe is different. Mm -hmm. So like, like using Final Fantasy VII as an example, same characters, but like, um, the direction of a lot of aspects of it are different. Um, that, that one is unique wherein the English cast is very different, but the Japanese one is mostly the same, but mm -hmm. like, nonetheless, like there are enough tweaks in it. I would say that don't make it like it, it's, it's mostly the same story. So I'd still qualify that as like a remake rather than like dirge of Cerberus would be like a reboot. <laughs> I would say, uh, or something like that, or any of those tech demos. Mm -hmm. Those would be, like, reboots more than, than remakes. So, like, remake is, um, like, same characters, different cast. Reboot is a same universe, different story. I just think it's, like, interesting to think about in terms of... Because, I mean, we're getting a lot of, like, pseudo-sequels now. Yeah. With certain franchises. Like, not super, like, reboots, but certain things where it's just like, oh, those those other ones didn't happen. Which All Evil Dead, I think, happen. is also getting another sequel, even though I know that uh, uh, 
Bruce said he was retiring the character. Apparently, they're doing another Evil Dead, which I'm like, I'm happy as a fan, but fuck. Yeah. And I guess, like, I think from, like, a personal standpoint, Mm -hmm. the idea of movie remakes is interesting to me. The idea of, like, doing the same movie but trying to, like, use, like, do stuff with, like, new technology that being said, I think reboots also have their place. Like you kind of said, you can't really do a remake of um, Child's Play if only because it's a very silly it's, premise just on the get-go. It is. It's, <laughs> and, it's uh, rather dated. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's certainly dated once you get into sort of the voodoo aspects, which uh, we, we don't have to Ooh. go into a huge amount of discussion here, but uh, it's not yeah. It's not, su- it's not super... Uh, Politically <laughs> it's correct, not super but... but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not great, but like the idea of Chucky being more like an AI based thing, I think is a little more interesting. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. just because now, like you said, we're very much more connected through the Internet and like through technology. So I think reboots have their places. I just think it would be yeah. interesting to see like actual remakes happening, which, again, stuff for debate if there's actually a difference between those two terms. But there might be there might be a case for it. And I think yeah, a Lawnmower I mean, Man I, remake would be really cool. Yeah, and I, I, I pretty much agree with you on on all the fronts there. I, I wouldn't mind seeing more um, remakes of which, which I guess when you think about um, a lot of like, because because then you and then you have that third category of just like new adaptations altogether. Yeah, because like yeah. I don't think. Um, I know people call it like Amazing Spider-Man uh, and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming reboots, but I'd, I'd just say they're just new adaptations. Because like I would, yeah, I would separate a reboot from a remake from like a an all new adaptation together because it's it's whole new shit. Yeah, like I, like new characters and new story. I would say. I think it gets kind of finicky once we get into like licensed properties and stuff. Yeah, it, just it, because it gets weird. Yeah, like I mean. Like if I if we could just sit here right now and be like, would you prefer Jurassic World, not Jurassic World? Would you prefer a Jurassic <laughs> Park reboot or a Jurassic Park remake? Um, I know they're trying to have a TV series go off the ground. I would <laughs> honestly, I would love to see a remake that's more based off the book. Yeah. So like a more faithful adaptation that's also a remake remake so you can take what worked uh from the original and add in a lot of details from the book that's what like is like a mini series i would love to see that person yeah i mean like what's one you would probably want to see other than like lawnmower <sighs> man i'm i'm begging hollywood to do a lawnmower man you could do that it if would you get good writers that would be a really good harm it would be really cool um i think for me personally I've thought about it a lot. I really would like to see a remake of The Mask. I would like to kind of see it more like what they were originally wanting to do with it, like a oh, horror comic kind mask? of movie. Yeah. Oh god, that would That's be been something I've fascinating. Wanted to see. I want I've wanted to see like an adaptation of like the actual comic for a yeah. while just because like it's I love the movie to death. The movie's great. I there's something about the comics that are just like they really get me just with like mm-hmm. how just like how they use colors and everything. And I would really love to see that in like a movie, like cartoon violence, but made like 
horrifying. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of feel because I know I, this is what Sony has such a big issue with doing fucking uh, reboots too. Mm-hmm. Is when they sent out the when they put out the information that they wanted to do reboots uh, and remakes for Ghostbusters and Men in Black. I thought I I know those can work. Like with, yeah. with those franchises, but the thing is, they went so bare bones, and I'm I'm like a I'm a pretty good I'm a I, I'm a big fan of Men in Black. Like that's that's a really yeah uh, special franchise to me in like childhood. So when I heard the news about International, I saw the casting for it. I'm like, you got a good cast. F. Gary Gray's solid director. You just, all you got to do is like you have a new concept. You can you have a whole world to play with, and it to see how kind of lackluster it came out. That was just extremely disappointing because. Sony doesn't know how to manage yeah. their shit, right? Because uh, <laughs> I'm just like, bro, there's so much fascinating shit you can do with, like, you. I'm like, you can make a globe-trotting movie with the fucking Men in Black. Like, we can see how aliens act been... in France. But we just got yeah. some really cool dancing dudes that turned into small galaxies, like the alien from Ben 10. And you know, the biggest thing to me is, like, the Ghostbusters um, reboot that they did. Man, that was like, such wasted. Po- I was so, uh, that was such wasted potential because all those women are funny. Yeah, like honestly, to me, like I know it might sound like you know you just want the same thing, but like I feel like a remake would have serviced that movie a lot more. Like actually taking some of the core concepts mm-hmm. from like the original and like retweaking them and stuff would have been kind of neat. Like. I think for me, the biggest disappointment was, like, I thought a lot of the ghost designs were pretty bland. Like, they weren't... Ghostbusters, the original, if y'all have never seen it, the designs in that are great. Like, mm-hmm. the practical effects and everything for some of the ghosts. Like, I love those. Oh, like, yeah. They're, just, they, they're funny. They still they're funny, up, but, but like some really of, creative. Yeah, like, some of them are, like, funny, and then some of them are really, like, creepy, and, like, the, the gatekeeper, I think, that thing is, like... Oh fuck! The way that those things yeah, the, look, the devil dogs. like yeah, the devil dogs, um, like those things were really cool. Like if they actually yeah. did a remake with that cast, like you would have had that sort of funny element to it. But you would have had like I think, I think it was just a case of like they were trying to be like Ghostbusters, but what if it happened today versus like a modern yeah. version of Ghostbusters, which sounds the same, I know, but like no, I I know, what I you just mean. mean like it's a very yeah, like it's a very minor distinction, but I think it's like I think it's just a case of like why the movie got made kind of dictates why it came out that way, and I think the direction for it, like a remake, yeah. I think would have been cool. Like you wouldn't have been exactly the same, but like having core yeah. elements and tweaking them would have been, I think, fun. If you put the character like concepts that they had, even though I I think that um fucking patty or whoever uh the the black actors play should have also been a doctor that's something that kind of bothered me <laughs> uh, yeah a little bit that women, but i'm just like oh so we have three doctors and then the black lady's like she knows the streets i'm like fuck you <laughs> i'm like she can't be a doctor too <laughs> just because it's leslie jones she can't be a doctor yeah but going back i believe to leslie jones is a doctor over fucking what's her name uh, uh melissa yeah, the, mccarthy <laughs> right and so I'm just like, if you take the four characters, make them all doctors, and put them in, like, the same situation, which they kind of did, because the villain looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's just a big, evil logo. 
But like, yeah, like you put him in the situation of the original of them being like ex expelled doc uh, professors at a university or like ex military that are studying these new phenomenon and they're all kind of dickheads, but they're likable and they have their own quirks. Yeah, that all works. Like that can work in any context, uh, regardless of the age. The whole and like if you wanted to spin it instead of it focusing on like peak conservative Reaganomics because it's the 80s and it's a bunch of white dudes and you want to change it. Right. If you want to tweak it to modernize it to be like some women dealing with difficulty from pay from being women in STEM, that's an interesting concept to tackle that not a lot of people talk about. But I feel like they weren't... Maybe it's also because we have hindsight, but I don't think they, they had enough foresight to kind of invest the energy into putting a little bit more effort behind that script. And cause Paul no, Feig is a solid director. He's like bridesmaids is fucking funny. <laughs> it's a funny it, movie. Yeah. Like I, there, there's a lot wrong with Ghostbusters 2016. There's a lot of shit that happened behind yeah. the scenes with Ghostbusters 2016, but yeah, I think there's stuff I like whole, in it. Like, but yeah, like it, I, I'm gonna say this, it's not terrible by any means. No, nah, it's, it's terrible. Movie. I gave it like a seven when we were at HN. I'm like, it's it's fine. I like the uh, I like the designs of the proton packs actually, and the their jumpsuits. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of things to kind of like about it. It's just that yeah. I think as a whole package, it just comes across as like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, sure, Ghostbusters, but like, I don't know. It's just it's just a thing that's been bothering me for a while. The concept of like a reboot versus a remake and i feel like mm-hmm. there can be a distinction because i mean we've pretty much been making that distinction in games right now we're just getting like straight up mm-hmm. from the ground up remakes of stuff like resident evil 2 remake you don't count that as a reboot it's just no. like a remake of resident evil 2 right which it it does make me interested into how canon functions uh Essentially, it, mm-hmm. it, for for games at least, it becomes a conversation of like, is the definitive edition like the canon edition? Because I know this is kind of a thing with Persona. It's like you know that your definitive edition is essentially the one that settles for canon, and then going forward, that's where the the next story like if it's set in the same universe, that's where it picks up off of. So some for like Resident yeah. Evil, where the first three games have been remade. I, I'm wondering like the it's one of those things where like like we were talking about as a. Um, as a remake, you know, the story is the same, but like the effects are touched up and the cast is kind of different, but the, the core yeah. story is, is still the same. So I wonder like in the long run, how does that affect your canon? Um, yeah. And so I think you could honestly do the same thing with some movies. If you have like a really shitty beginning movie, like I <laughs> like there, So there's been rumors going around, um, uh, well, not rumors, but there's been news kind of swirling about about the Obi Wan TV show, which is a uh, it's it's yeah. writing is going into into um like rewrites now and edits and touch ups before they consider when they're going to go into uh, pre production. And so one of the uh, Star Wars only this YouTuber brought up a good point about like he wishes that he would have been able to see the um, fight between Obi Wan and uh, Maul on Tatooine were uh, spoilers. Uh, mm-hmm. where Maul dies. But um, to see that in live action. But since Rebels did it, there's a chance we won't see it. And I'm like, that shouldn't stop them from, from doing it. I think you can also 
because you see a lot of rebels from Maul's perspective, so you can do Obi Wan's perspective and include that yeah. fight. And I think it would be a good swan song for Ewan McGregor and Ray Park as those characters. So yeah, that's kind of I think where like I that'd be a good remake. Gone... Yeah, like I've gone back and forth on this a lot. I feel like canon typically should not prevent creative opportunities for stuff and i feel I can like agree with that th- that fight in an obi-wan tv series would be really cool to see the idea of canon preventing that from happen is silly to me yeah because i mean even if it's it's a shot for like a beat for beat remake of how the fight went because it's a, it's a really it's a short fight the fight only lasts about like 20 seconds it's it's yeah. it's three strikes, but it's it's really cerebral. It's like a, a samurai showdown, essentially. Yeah. But it's it's really well done and well choreographed. I would have absolutely no problem. I would actually really want them to also do that in live action. And it would still carry, I think, the same amount of weight if you put the same amount of uh of like passion into building it up. Yeah. So you're just adding, like, you can add layers, and and like you said, I think you can build, you can build upon canon, you can expand on canon, you can, like, tweak things as well, I think, and mm-hmm. if you have something that could be, like, the like an example of, like, retconning your canon that kind of gets fucked is the Alien franchise. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it was the creator who was doing it, it kind of, like, backwards fucked up the the franchise so i'm not going to say it always works but i do think like putting the passion and the intention behind it it it, the effort doesn't fall on like deaf ears and i don't think there's a problem with seeing something seeing the reception and saying let's do that again and let's add some more to it to improve it like if disney wanted to be like hey we're just going to throw, we're going to blow um, $500 million and let Colin Trevorrow do some rewrites and release Duel of the Fates as an animated movie. I'd watch that shit, and it's like, it's the new episode nine. Cool. That would be cool. I'd give it a, like, I'd give it a shot. Like, if I were to get this thing where, like, they say, hey, we're going to do, like, this series where, like, we're going to reanimate, like, specific moments of Star Wars and, like, give them new context and, like, new things, I'm all for that. I don't right. care, like, the way it canonically looks. I'm all for this idea of, like, I like the idea of reinterpreting stuff into, like, new mediums and shit. Like, I would I love to see the fucking General Grievous fights from Episode 3 in an animated form because... General Grievous in the Gendy Tartakovsky stuff was awesome. He was fucking. He was sick. amazing. And he, God, and he, he was, was a so fucking cool. joke in the movie. <laughs> like he yeah, sucks. Job in his shit. So like, if yeah, you can, if you can just be like, hey, we're gonna take the, we're gonna take like the voice lines and stuff, and we're gonna like reanimate the stuff around it, like in an official capacity. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Which, like that's a really Disney cool idea of like done. doing. Yeah. So, like, the idea of, like, remakes... Like, I'm not saying they should remake, like, the original Star Wars movies, but, like... I mean, they, I think they like, should. I'm not opposed to that. Go for it. Not the originals, <laughs> but, like, one, two, and three. I mean, the the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like, chronological originals, I mean. 
Yeah, like, and I think in that case, it would also be a case of, like, I don't want them to, like, change the stories of the prequels. I would just want them to, like, remake the prequels. Right. Yeah. Like, do them again, but, like, perhaps make some of the story beats work a little more and not have such Mm -hmm. terrible, terrible, terrible acting. Yeah, because, I mean... (laughs) That's not a bad remake, I think. The... I Hayden, I feel so bad for the actor for Jar Jar Binks and for Hayden Christensen specifically. Anyone that's played Anakin, because they've just yeah, they just got fucked by like poor directing. Because I'm like, yeah. no, I can. You can usually tell a bad actor, but in like the acting is bad. I don't think the actors themselves are really that bad i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them a second chance that's um it's like touching upon what you said i think that's one of the unsung methods that a lot of companies aren't diving into is like abandoned scripts abandoned concepts and um playing around with animation i understand that this stuff like costs money but I also mm-hmm. think that your fan base will more than make up for it. Like I, I, I wasn't a person rooting really for the um, what is now Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I remember when we were talking in the group about a potential idea is like, what if they released uh, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League as an animated film? shelled some money out and got the cast back, used what they had already from their dialogue, which I'm sure they have the raw versions of somewhere, and just, like, added a couple lines, cut it together, and made an animated version that was closer to his rather than shelling out, like, the 30 million, used that to make an animated version for the same results. And I'm just like, I think that would be a a more interesting idea because you can do way more with animation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And we can also sit here all day and be like, you know, what about the Disney remakes? And like the Disney remakes are like their own separate discussion. I Right. I would I would say from a personal standpoint, the Disney remakes aren't really doing what we're talking about. The Disney remakes are, for lack of a better term, just a way to kind of generate revenue. Like, yeah, they're they're a lot more hollow. Uh the only one I've seen being Lion King and that was I like the soundtrack, but that movie is yeah. so devoid of, of yeah, like a lot of th- it it has a good cast behind it and I love John Favreau as a director but there's it, it like I give Mulan this much credit despite the fact that I'm upset that they took the music out they are going in a very different direction with how the narrative is going yeah like Lion King is mediocre kind of what we were kind of what we were talking about beforehand like taking the same thing and like doing with new technology and everything and retouching up on stuff but here's the problem the lion king remake is shot for shot so Mm -hmm. not really not really a remake as much as a remaster (laughs) yeah it's it's a live action remaster um so is Beauty and the Beast and, and Cinderella, Aladdin. All these... It's it's got a little bit more changes to it, but it's mm-hmm. it still kind of falls under. Like, it's 
It's the uh, it's the four, it's the eight K HD remasters. Yeah, of all like, the classics, and now this uh, this new Little Mermaid. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna see it. I'll watch Mulan. <laughs> I look. I love yeah. Holly Bailey. I love Chloe and Holly. They're like one of my favorite R and B groups. I want to support them, but just the direction <laughs> of that movie so far is not making any goddamn sense to me. And I also do. This is a petty thing. I do have a chip on my shoulder because. Disney refuses to have a black prince. <laughs> this is a this is a purely petty and personal thing, but like they'll have a black they'll have a black princess, but she has to be a frog for most of the movie. She has to be a frog for most of the movie, and then her love interest is like South American or like West yeah. Indian or something. He's he's so they're like, oh, we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll get a minority man and a black woman, and it'll it'll even itself out, right? No, bitch. I would have loved to play Eric in The Little Mermaid. All I have to do is smile, roll a boat, and pet a dog. It's the easiest role in the world. It's the easiest I... role in the world, but they wanted some Harry Styles-looking guy to do it. I'm like, so you made Ariel black, knowing it would piss people off, but kept Eric white, and now you're having Javier Bardem play her father. The shit don't like, add up, son. Like, you won't commit. You won't fucking commit. It's, it's not like... it. it it's not like the the uh, '90s Cinderella where Brandy was black, uh, Prince Charming was uh, um, Filipino, his mother was Whoopi Goldberg, and his dad was a white man. They went all out with that shit. They said, "Fuck it, yeah. this is a fantasy land. Nothing makes sense, and everything is perfect." But they're like half stepping it with Little Mermaid. It's like, uh, well, the new Ariel is black, but you know, the new Eric is is still a white guy, and uh, King Triton. Uh, he's Javier Bardem, a Spanish guy, and it's like. <laughs> so, what was her dead mother? Was she, was she, was she black? Is this still in like Europe? Where, I have questions. Like, is she still gonna have all of, of her, uh, her like eight sisters whose names start with the letter A and have they have multicolored hair, <laughs> or is that gonna be like too ghetto for Disney? Is that gonna be another thing we gotta deal too with? Ghetto for Disney. Is gonna be multi-ethnic. <laughs> That's did, the title did of this podcast, To, to Ghetto for to Disney. To Ghetto for Disney is going to be the episode title. <laughs> did, did fucking Javier Bardem just, like, fuck everything in the ocean like his brother Zeus? And just, <laughs> sorry, not his brother, his uncle, because his dad is Poseidon. Like that, what hasn't he stuck his dick into? <laughs> that is, now, the one I am so curious to see, how in the hell will they handle a Hercules? Because my biggest question Aside from who's going to play Hercules, I don't want that that ginger-looking scruffy fuck from CW's uh, uh, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Find a find a, a skinny and buff guy, dye him red. I don't care about that. I don't care about Meg. I love those characters. I don't care about them. Who the fuck are going to play the muses? Because that will make or break the movie. <laughs> I swear to God. That uh, that is going to have to be a conscious decision that they'll have to make. <laughs> and if if you sons of bitches. Say that, oh, let's have Lizzo play the short, fat one. Fuck you. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> fuck you. I like Lizzo. I like her music. But don't pick her just because she happens to be fat and can sing. Like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of beautiful, thick black girls out there that can sing better than Lizzo. Like, I think with Hercules, like... Hercules isn't a great movie, I think, from like a structural standpoint. Like, no, I just think it's entertaining as all hell. It's, it's a fun. it's a very it's a very fun movie. Um, I mean, if anyone's ever curious, I think Lindsay Ellis did a whole breakdown of like why that movie just does not have a plot. But like, <laughs> I think right. she, and I don't she was think right. It, 
Yeah, no, she is right. Like, it's the more you think about it, like, oh, yeah, nothing really happens for a while. Nope. <laughs> Hercules doesn't really have a purpose. That's but, why um, they had that Hercules TV show. <laughs> yeah, I I think Hercules would probably benefit the most from our definition of a remake. Like, mm-hmm. having the same thing, but, like, recontextualizing certain scenes and, like, certain elements. Like, I would really like to see a live-action version of the Hydra fight, but, like, you know, good. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, the, Get up on I the, mean, the original back. Hydra fight... I mean, the original one is great. I like it. I'm saying, like, from the perspective of, like, if you're remaking it, you better make that fight fucking sick. Oh, yeah, that shit like, should be incredible. Like, the angles on it have to be insane. And, like, I think just the general art direction of stuff, because, like, the underworld, like, the art style of that movie alone, I think, is something that's, like, incredible. So, like, to mm-hmm. think of, like, how are they supposed to replicate that in live action is something I would be interested in. Furthermore... James Woods is still around. He's not exactly yeah, the can greatest play. He person. Can just... I would, I'd be okay with him <laughs> and uh, Danny DeVito returning, just playing their characters as is. Because yeah, Danny like... DeVito's at that point in life where he just looks like Phil. <laughs> he just looks like him. All you got to do is like spray paint the remains of his hair brown. Not even that. You just put him in like some furry pants and some horns. That's Phil. It's just Phil. That's it. That's who he is now. He's yeah, Phil Octetes. Like, James Wood is like a snarky old bitter white guy. He's not that far off from Hades. Let not him... that far from Hades, you're right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I may not agree with James Wood politically, but I'll be damned if he wasn't a good Hades. I want to see him again. He was a pretty he was a pretty style in Hades. You can't take that away from him. You can't. See him get angry. But, um... I think we're going on like 30 minutes with this. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how much. I mean, I, mean, I, I enjoy talking about it. It's cool. It's a cool idea. I do too. I mean, like, if, I mean, did you did you have any other thoughts? Um, the only other piece of news, uh, we can like we can talk on this and close it out. The only other piece of news is that like the PS5 controller got revealed. It doesn't have the light bar anymore. It it's apparently a little right, heavier yeah. than the PS4. I still think the controller and the system are kind of ugly looking. That's my opinion, <laughs> but I mean, cool, fine. It looks, it it looks how one expects it to look. I don't know. Did you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with you on the design. Looks bad, but uh, <laughs> I think um, I don't know. Like, I think with the controller, like a little bit heavier, I'm fine with. Um, the PS4 controller, I'm not the biggest fan of. I'll say that it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I think uh, my favorite. I think to this day, my favorite controller is the um. It's either the DualShock Two or the um the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty controller. Like those, I think they have like the perfect weight to them and like the perfect kind of balance with like all the buttons and stuff. Um, if it's a little weightier, like if it was like a weightier version of the PS Four controller, I'd be fine with it. This is also the most boring fucking conversation because <laughs> we're talking about the weight of a fucking controller. Yeah, but, we we can we can go like, back to that reboot remake shit in a second and then like close. How out do you the... remake? How do you remake the fucking PlayStation Five? <laughs> um, like, I, I mean, think my I, biggest I thing right now is like, yeah, I I think my biggest thing right now with the PS Five is like I'm just waiting for like a price price point. Yeah, if only because I know like the coronavirus pandemic is probably going to affect the price. Um, it, it better. Um, and... I'm sure it'll be like a one. The, the the rumors I've heard is that I'm hoping this isn't true, but realistically, 
There's probably going to be like a $50 to $100 price difference between the digital only and the uh, disc mm-hmm. drive version, which that makes sense, uh, but I just, I just don't that... like spending more money because I know I'm getting the disc version. Yeah, so I was going to ask that because I think uh, we could probably close it out with this. I'm probably just going to get the disc version. Um, I, I, I like I think... physical media, and it saves space on my hard drive. That's why I prefer getting the disc version. Yeah. I I think it's just a general concept of like as we get further into like digital games and stuff, it becomes a big thing of like whether or not I own that game. Yeah. And it like I think I, with a physical copy, I at least can play it. I think this also leads into like a lot of backwards compatibility stuff, and you know like things that they could do to make it easier. Um, because I know certainly Xbox, that was kind of like the biggest selling point with them. Like, you could actually play your fucking Xbox 360 games mm-hmm. on it. Like, you just put them in. And PS4 was kind of being a bitch about that. I'm, I'm still rather bitter about that. And that's that's going to be a really big talking point is... Because I've watched videos regarding uh, the PS5 and backwards compatibility. The Honestly, the biggest hurdle is 3. 1 and 2... If you input like an emulator, they can run most of the games. Um, three had like some cell based or some cell based core type thing, so it was it was difficult to produce for, but also difficult to like retroactively. It wound up being difficult to uh, to emulate, and because Sony thought gaming was gonna go one way, it went another way. But like, it's one of those things I've always had a bit of contention for because I'm like I. Xbox fucked up the the gaming world by making people pay uh pay to do online play. That pissed me off. But at the same breath, PlayStation isn't much better for kind of taking away. I feel like you have nothing to lose by adding backwards compatibility for your game. If anything, I think it adds longevity not just to games but also to like the library of gaming media as like a yeah, is a is a type as an art form. I I think like I mean the general con the general conversation is gonna be like we have backwards compatibility you just have to pay for it with like our library thing which I think is bullshit. Yeah. My whole thing is just like if I own the game, I should just be able to plug it into something and be able to play it. Right, which I think that's kind of why the the PC is always ahead of the game, not just in regards to their battle with systems. They'll they'll always be ahead because you can like modify it however you want. But also like the fact that. I can run, I don't have to blow the dust and find my memory cards for um, my PS2. I love my babies. I do. <laughs> like, I love my PlayStation and whatnot. And if I really want to, like, go out of my way to do it. But I also have the option to run an emulator, find a ROM, and, like, just pull up the app and do it right there. Yeah. I mean, hell yeah. Like, it's just such a weird, it's such a weird place to be in. I, I guess... I guess this could actually be a nice place to kind of maybe close out the whole thing. Yeah. My whole thing in particular with, like, next-gen, if loading screens go away, if cross-play becomes, like, standard, and that's it, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. I am totally... Because, honestly, we have games this gen that look great already. I think my biggest concern is always going to be like processing and like how fast do games run and like how many frames, which a lot of developers have been saying like they're not developing for 60 frames, I think, which 
kind of irks me a little bit. I think 60 frames should be standard. That's that's the like, new standard. At the, by, by this generation, I think it should be. I, I'm not expecting... Because I've seen footage of, like, Doom run at 120, and it, yeah. it looks different, that's for sure, but it's like... It's, it's... it's a difference, but it's not, like, anything I'm pining for. I just want... I want a smooth FPS, like, somewhere 50 to 60 range. I'm not pining for mm-hmm. you to push the FPS of a game that much, like a, yeah. a fifty to a fifty-five, fifty frame rate average, like just anywhere between <clears throat> like forty-five and sixty is fine by me. Like smooth frame rates, like you said, no real load times, crossplay functionality. Uh, if <clears throat> if you made a, a thing where uh, PS Plus wasn't required to play online anymore, I would probably pick your system up day one. Hmm. Because that that was definitely a thing when I got a, a Monster Hunter or Tekken Seven, I was like, that's when it finally settled in. Even though I've had my PS4 for a couple of years, because I, I'm I usually play single player games, but to know that I didn't have the option to just hop online and play with other people, just like, ah, and and yeah, and it's like I mean, Xbox started that. I'm like, God damn it! Like, and that's that's a real shame because yeah. like. Tekken 7 is fucking great, and the idea that, like, I I just, I don't know, it's just become this point where, like, gaming, you can't really just make it a hobby anymore. No, like, you have to fucking sink so now. much fucking, yeah, you have to sink so much fucking money into just being able to play a goddamn game. But, you know, I guess that's just the nature of a uh, industry once it starts getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, my, my honestly, a, a secondary concern I have is the almost inevitable rise in gaming prices that is something i fear because i think mm-hmm. um my thing is if if there is a result in a rise in gaming prices you are absolutely going to have to increase i would say the the qual the quality of content that you're receiving um yeah one of my biggest things for going into like buying a game is does uh does the amount of gameplay justify the price? So for like, I got the, the deluxe edition of a uh, of Final Fantasy VII remake. So my mm-hmm. my general rule of thumb is, do I get like I think I paid like seventy five eighty dollars for it. So am I getting mm. that yeah. equivalent amount of time of entertainment from the game? So it's like it comes with a CD. All right, that's about an hour. It comes with a booklet. All right, maybe another hour if I like flip through it. So the other like. Am I will I be able to get at least sixty hours of uh entertainment out of this? So like Persona Five, mm-hmm. yeah, that's worth sixty dollars to me. Um, like Doom, Doom Eternal, I would say probably yeah that too. Like, is there enough like variety and option and quality of the content to justify yeah my investment of that sixty dollars? That's usually what drives it. I also try to catch games on sale, but that that's always going to be the definer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're going to be charging seventy. $80 for games, I expect to also get, like, $70, $80 worth of, like, entertainment and enjoyment. I'm not saying that has to be the campaign. I'm just saying in terms of, like, entertainment as a product that, yeah, that it balances like, out. Yeah, like, I I think there's only, like, two games in, like, the past few years that I bought day one. That was DMC5 and Doom Eternal. And it was yeah. only because I knew for a fact that I was going to get my money's worth from those. Agreed. Um, everything else I've kind of gotten on gotten on sale. I'll say right now, I definitely do think we're gonna get a price 
upspring, I'm thinking 70 bucks for games is going to be a standard going into next gen. But I don't really have a lot to back that up on. It's just like this thing in terms of like how much these systems are probably going to cost, how much they're going to have to really kind of take to run and everything. I just, I have a gut feeling that gaming is going to take a little bit of a price upsurge, which I remember, you know, things going from like 50 bucks up to 60 and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's going to be an overnight thing. It's definitely going to be a, it's going to be a slower transition. But I mean, we'll definitely see when like Spider-Man Miles Morales drops. I think that's the first real mm-hmm. next-gen title we have a decent, a, a tiny bit of information on. That'll be like the first indicator. I'm imagining that'll probably be, especially with it being more of a side game, it'll probably be sixty since it's next-gen. I wish they had a, a, a PS4 version of it. I can see that one running for like 50, then you do taxes and it probably comes up to like 57. So it'll be 60. Yeah. I, I definitely wish that some companies were a little more honest about pricing their stuff. Like I think if I, I feel like if miles Morales is like a spinoff game, if it has a bunch of shit, then, you know, fuck whatever I say. But like, I, something like that, I think should at least be like 40, 40 bucks. I don't. I don't think sixty. I don't think selling shelling out sixty bucks for some games that come out even today should be a thing, considering how much content comes with them. No, I agree. Um, especially if there's like really like I love Atlas, but they have some of the most egregious fucking DLC I've ever seen <laughs> out of any company. Like it's like buy Persona Five Royal. It's the definitive edition of the game. I'm like, oh cool. Also, there's DLC. I'm like, why the fuck? This I don't like. This is what I will say. If you're a gaming company. If you're releasing a definitive edition of a game, don't release additional DLC. Yeah. That that defeats the purpose of it being the definitive edition with all the shit in it. I get it. You want to make money? Put it on a new game. Don't Then don't call this the definitive edition of the game because clearly it's not. I have, I got Shadow, uh, I got Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's the definitive version uh, for PS4. That means it has all the shit already installed on it. Let's also uh, not take a page out of NetherRealm's book, charge 40 goddamn dollars for some DLC. <laughs> that shit is, like, offensive. What was it? Was that the Aftermath like, season is pass or bullshit. Oh, no. It, like, it, it was, looks... like, a couple characters and a couple maps and one, like, three-hour campaign or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like three characters, some new gear, um, three new three new maps, and then they add friendships. The friendships and the maps were free, which is cool, but yeah. that means that the $40 is for the campaign and three characters, which is bullshit. Yeah, like Kingdom Hearts 3 did that with the with the Remind DLC, which I still, I'll, I'll, I'll catch it the next time they have a sale, maybe, whenever this, this check comes in. I'm not in a rush to get it, because I'm like, well, what happens? Oh, you get to replay... Uh, the last like four hours of the game from other characters' perspectives, like, nah, not for, mm. not for. It's only thirty dollars. It's not worth thirty dollars to me. The data battles, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you ten fifteen for that. I'll give you fifteen. Data for battles, that. yeah, but the rest of that shit is not worth the other fifteen. <laughs> it does, it doesn't equal know, out. It's like know your 20. place, right? Yeah. Oh jeez. All right. Uh, it's, I, I think we've been talking about dumb bullshit for like 45 minutes. We have. <laughs> I don't know as, if people are still on it. As, as the good Lord intended. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Luke, my man, where can people find you at online on the Oh, uh, you, 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Luke Alfonso VA. I actually changed it to be a little bit more professional. Um, you might be seeing more stuff from me coming up soon. I've got some stuff in the pipeline in terms of uh, career de- development, so we'll see about that. Nice. But that's pretty much where I am right now. What about you, Will? Um, they can find me on my YouTube channel as well as my uh, Instagram. Both of those are at Will the greatest um by the time this episode goes up there should be that american pie thing should have started so i can get to work <laughs> so on look forward to that yeah so y'all can can look forward to that but um yes that's gonna be us this week over here at the ace podcast we see you guys next time be good to yourselves take care have a good one peace oh peace uh, don't forget to uh Leave leave some likes because we're now on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> leave likes, comments. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Apple Podcasts now, so you know, like, comment, <laughs> follow the podcast, so you can always stay up to date on everything. It's weird saying that now. I have to get used to like saying all this extra shit in like my videos. Yeah. But um, and if you have if you have any questions <laughs> or comments or whatever, you can DM me hashtag it ask Ace. We'll talk about it next time. I don't really get questions much because I need to start putting. Them so we'll see how that goes. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Peace.